0: Are you excited to announce Best Picture? Oh and the Oscar goes to... Omega okay, Copeland.
1: Yes! Yes! Let's go! Yes! Yes! The sweet baby! You are now into film gum.
2: Problem we're trying to solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's a . I say night. you're fond of me lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble bubblegum pile. you know that? Say it sir. I don't believe you people. Do you, mean, you people. What do you mean, you people?
1: What do you mean, you people? Now answer my question were you rushing or were you dragging what's going on everybody welcome to film code my name is phoenix Cloudin, and i am joined by the two greatest co-hosts in the world kicking off with our guy brandon brandon sir how are you
0: and i am good phoenix it is good to be back uh welcome back to season three what is it what is the season three episode four now
2: episode Uh,
0: four season three episode four that's a good guess yeah (laughs) So yeah, it's going to be back. Uh, we were supposed to go start uh, start recording at least at least at 10, ten fifteen. <laughs> Time is now ten thirty one because these guys are stalling so they can try and figure out my code word for the week. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to our other co host. Welcome back to the welcome back, back to the show. Hope you had a good trip, Zach. Zach, how are you, buddy?
2: Hey, doing good uh man yeah i was out for a little bit wasn't feeling too great so glad to be back and brandon in all honesty i have no idea what you're talking about with me and phoenix looking up the code word that's not something we would do <laughs> so, i don't know you guys kind of got to watch out for brandon here i stories over here i'm just kidding uh but yeah glad to be back uh glad to talk about elvis and yeah super excited to kick kick us off uh again
1: uh with this episode so absolutely so uh we are talking about the one and only king of rock and roll elvis presley uh the new film uh by baz lerman from uh moulin rouge fame uh romeo and juliet great gatsby uh very distinctive style <laughs> of of storytelling Uh, This film stars Austin Butler as uh, the king himself, Elvis, and Tom Hanks as his manager, Colonel Parker. Also, uh, I believe Cody Smith-McPhee's in this, and uh, uh, I think those are the only names I know off the top of my head. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so uh, this film, I believe, is one of the few feature um, films about Elvis's life. Uh, one of the few we've, uh, one of the most recent ones that we've seen, I think, in in the in at least a decade. So we're, so a lot of people who aren't familiar with Elvis is are getting introduced to this uh, icon through this movie. So um, I'm very interested to to know what you guys knew about Elvis before this film and uh, what your overall impressions were from it. Oh yeah, so.
2: All right, so
0: my dad is a huge fan of Elvis, and so I I grew to enjoy I grew to enjoy Elvis's music through my dad. He would introduce me to his music, plays music all the time. So I'm a huge Elvis fan, and I knew I knew he was a, I knew he over time he became a drug addict. I I knew that they were trying to um, not ban his music, but ban his ban what he would do on stage. Um, I knew that he was the king of rock and roll and the person who would, who really shaped rock and roll going forward. And I knew he died on the toilet. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's the the mass majority I knew about Elvis. Um, Yeah. What about you Zach?
2: So, I mean, I know about Elvis and I've heard his music before, but it wasn't really something that my family listened to growing up. My grandfather would always play Michael Jackson. Um, so that's kind of who I grew up listening to. So Elvis is kind of all new to me, not all new, but I, I knew some of the facts you mentioned, um, like about him dying. on I knew he was, he became addicted to drugs. Um, but that is about the extent of what i know that and that he put on some weight later on in his life mm-hmm. and that was about it so this was a really great movie for me cuz i didn't know about everything he had gone through as an entertainer i think this this whole movie was really eye opening
1: i definitely agree i uh, i knew a lot about elvis coming in uh, of course all the things that you guys mentioned Um, like I knew that he, you know, at that point in time, it was really commonplace for artists to, um, remake songs, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, they would just be like, Hey, I like that song. Can I, can I like do it in my voice or whatever, or my style? So that, that was really something that, um, I I knew familiar. I was really familiar with, with when it came to Elvis. Um, that he just remade a lot of people's songs. Um, but, you know, hella entertainer, just a, a master entertainer. Um, the thing that I found uh, revealing about this film was I didn't know, like, the extent to of his, I guess you would call it mental and emotional and physical breakdown, um, and, the, and how that led to be. I thought it was really interesting that they chose to do this film from the perspective of his manager and I was like that's that's just like that, that opened up a lot of I think uh ways of telling Elvis's story that yeah. I don't think a lot of people would have would have been open to so I I dug that even though Colonel Parker was a despicable human being <laughs> what but, an ass yeah like but I thought it, I thought it was really good that they did it that way
0: I agree yeah yeah like I didn't know about this whole uh, the whole thing with the manager until I saw this film. What a prick. <laughs> oh my God, are you... Wow.
1: Yeah, he is not a great guy.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what were you guys' theatrical experiences like with this film? For me, uh, I took my dad to see it as one of his Father's Day gifts. Nice. I took him last night to see it and since he's a huge Elvis fan, I'm like, alright, cool, is this is the perfect Father's Day gift. And he loved it uh, i i mean i loved it as far as theatrical goes there were a lot of people in the crowd were huge elvis fans so you know how like the you know you you know when you get the the super hyped fan of whatever musician going and they're like singing along and clapping after every song
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah how about you guys what what was your theatrical experiences like
2: so for me i went late And it was just Des and I, and it was only, like, a few people there, like, less than 10, so it wasn't anything crazy. I mean, no one was jumping out of their seats or anything, Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed what I saw, so it was still really great for me, and I didn't know, as I said before, all of that about Elvis, so... I think that even without a huge audience being present, there's still a lot in this movie that you can appreciate.
1: So yeah. Um so I I'm I'm envious of you guys' uh <laughs> uh theater experience. Um, you know, cause I'm I, I, I remember when I was a kid and I know I did this to somebody at some point, right? When in my, actually, I'm, yeah, I know for a fact that I did this to somebody uh, during, when, during my teenage years. I was, I think we were watching, I think it was a, one of the James Bond movies, one of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies and we saw it in theaters. And me and my friend, we were just being assholes. Like we were just ridiculously loud. We kept talking during the movie just pissing people off, right? And we didn't realize that that's what we were essentially doing. So I guess I can understand why people think that this is okay. Cause they, you really don't know. You're there with your friends. You think, you know, you're having the time of your life. You know, you're not really concerned with everybody else. So yeah, I I had that sitting right next to me as a group of people who just wouldn't shut up during the movie and yeah so that that definitely tainted my experience um just just as a fair warning to everyone out there look i probably don't have to tell you guys if you're listening to this show but tell your friends like the movie is a collective experience it's not just you so shut the hell up (laughs) Like, like shut the hell up watch the goddamn movie and and stop messing up that experience for other people
0: you don't need to be on your phones wrapped in a blanket in the movie theaters sending snapchats to everybody and everyone that you have in your friend group you're, <laughs> you're going there to see a movie you can be you can go two hours without going on your phone
1: yes yeah but <clears throat> that was the only thing that kind of tainted my experience but it didn't taint the movie for me which i'm which i'm grateful for like the movie i think um, not to like bury the lead here, but like the movie, in my opinion, was spectacular. Yes. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, Baz Luhrmann's style is, it, it can be a lot for some people if you're not uh, familiar with them. All, all I would say is if you've watched Moulin Rouge, you completely understand where Baz is going in this movie. <laughs> like, Like in terms of just his style, um it's very much in that same vein kind of uh rapid and you know saying staccato just very kind of all over the place at sometimes. but he brings it all together in such a way that I just think is so really strong that it makes up for it uh in, in my opinion so overall I, I had a blast with this film I really enjoyed it. what about you guys what what's your impression coming out of of Elvis?
2: I was actually um, pretty blown away. I was, I, I really loved that movie. I think for me, it was one of my favorite movies personally that I've seen this year. And I, cause I don't even know that much about Elvis, but that was, it was really well made. I
1: 100% agree. Brandon, what about you?
0: I, I'm in agreement with Zach. However, it's not going to be like, I don't think it's going to be top five. I have to look back at my ranking for this year. Um, it's definitely the best biopic out there of a musician, uh, and that's that's coming from someone who really, really loved Bohemian Rhapsody and did not enjoy Rocket Man that much. Um, I also think that Austin Butler's career is set now. Uh, oh yeah, because this- oh, I'm
2: I'm thinking Oscar nom for him. Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely. He freaking killed it.
0: This is literally his breakout role. So. Yeah. Which is great because like it, it's so weird because you saw this, you saw this guy. Like, if you were to watch iCarly as a kid or Hannah Montana, I think or he was on, uh, he, he had little roles here and there right. on just uh, like TV shows that we watched as kids. And look at him now, he's playing freaking Elvis, <laughs> which is insane. And like it's great because like his career is already taken off. He already got cast in Dune 2. I think Ooh. he has a couple more roles lined up already. So, yeah, Austin Butler absolutely killed it in this role.
1: 100% agree. Um, yeah, Austin Butler, man, I was like, I, just get, landing the role of Elvis, like, is insane. Like, congratulations. That's ridiculous. But, like, man, he brought it. He he brought it in this film, and it was so good to see. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with Zach. I think he's he's definitely gonna see an Oscar. Nod. Um I'd be shocked if he doesn't, but like I think uh-huh. he, he absolutely killed it. So did Tom Hanks though. Like yeah. like so did Tom Hanks. That was insane. Like Tom Hanks does not play sort of villainous characters. Like it's just not something that he typically does. And he owned this role. Like it, it was like something like you've never seen from Tom Hanks. And he really he really killed it. And I really that didn't
2: even, you know, to me, that didn't even sound like Tom Hanks. <laughs> no, it, it did. Like, yeah. The only thing I would say is I wish that I honestly felt like they didn't give him very much time.
1: Mm.
2: You know, like his speaking parts were kind of in between things as a storyteller, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm OK with that. But. Like, I think that he did a phenomenal job. Um, And, but once again, this movie is about Elvis. So I understand that maybe, you know, he's not going to speak as much as Elvis will, which makes sense. So um, I don't know. I just felt like he didn't speak that much because there's a lot of scenes where it's just Elvis, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I enjoyed those scenes. So I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. I just think that uh, for Tom Hanks, it would have done him a little better just to have a few more speaking lines. That's all.
1: Yeah. Uh I agree. Like, I mean, yeah, it doesn't dominate the um the, the narrative of the film, which you wouldn't, obviously, because this is a film about Elvis. But like everything that he's every scene that he's involved in, I mean, he, he just brings it. Like it's in it's really strong stuff. So like, and since they're they're telling this story through his narrative like he has he has a lot of moments i think to really shine uh, and really show everybody what he what he's capable of so like like while yeah like he doesn't dominate the film i think his his performance in those roles in those small scenes really are showcase why like tom hanks being the best so that that's that's where i'm at um so any other impressions before we move on the spoilers
0: I've got nothing i think no, no yeah i think now is now we need i think this is the point where we do need to dip into spoilers because <laughs> so. honestly because i'm thinking is there anything else non-spoiler that we need to talk about not really ah yeah let's,
1: <laughs> let's do it all right so we are uh gonna break the seal here and we are officially talking spoilers for elvis uh, if you've not seen elvis we highly recommend that you pause right here go check it out and come back to us and let us know what you think of of the film and if you agree or disagree with our thoughts chances are you probably will uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and break the seal we are now talking spoilers for elvis Boy, Zach, why don't you kick us off uh, your spoiler thoughts on Elvis?
2: So, right from the opening, um, first of all, I just want to say the visuals that they use like in this movie are so good. Mm. Um, even the opening, like even the Warner Brothers logo, as soon as that opening kicks off, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm ready for this. <laughs> movie. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, it was super cool. I love the whole glam theme. Of course, that was Elvis's whole thing, right? So, um the opening credits and then kind of the colonel explaining you know how he discovered Elvis he's like oh I didn't kill him that automatically is very intriguing um of course I didn't I didn't even like I I never like I said I didn't know much about him so when I heard like he was accused of killing him I was like what's he talking about Mm -hmm. like so that was really intriguing to me and just the moment you start seeing Austin Butler is just, I mean, wow! It, it was it was amazing. Like I felt like I was back during that time watching Elvis perform. Like nice. I I thought that was so cool because I I have seen videos and oh my gosh, like it was mm. that he was,
1: was he was amazing. very spot on. I
2: yeah. really love the opening scene. I didn't realize so I didn't realize that Elvis um, had grown up well I mean I kind of knew but like I I didn't even think about the fact that he he grew up in segregation I didn't realize he grew up um in an African-American neighborhood um and I thought that was super cool um that whole story like the fact that such a big star at that time when things are like that in the world and he doesn't see color Mm-hmm. And he just sees character in people. Like I thought that was so cool to have such a big star at that time be be such a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I really love the opening when he's in when he's in the black church and they're singing gospel. And I thought that was so cool. Like he was like talking about getting lost in it. Um, I thought that was super super awesome.
1: And I I, I love how they like uh, juxtapose that with the uh, blues singer. At the like, you know what I'm saying? Uh at, at the, the nightclub? at the like, yeah, a little brothel, or whatever. He sees like the two people dancing kind of suggestively. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, combine that with gospel. I was like, like, that was just a really cool way of like looking at um Elvis's blend of styles between blue blue yeah. guys and and gospel music. So I thought that mm-hmm. was really
0: cool. Um, I I I I mean, I absolutely love that part. Uh, something, something that made me kind of laugh a little bit is when uh, his friend tried to grab him well when he was thrust through the circle, and the one was like, "No, sh- no, he's feeling the spirit." I'm like, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah, that's
2: funny. That kid, yeah. I will say, that kid played a really good young Elvis.
0: Oh yeah, uh, they they casted him so well because he literally yeah. looked like a younger version of Austin Butler.
1: Yeah, that was uh, kind of crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: And, uh, speaking of castings, did you see the uh, the guy from uh, Power of the Dog?
1: Yeah, Cody yes. Smith Yeah, yeah I
2: noticed him immediately, and I was like, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win anything. Why are we bringing him in this movie? Let him go. He didn't,
1: he didn't win anything.
0: <laughs> as soon as I saw this, like I... As soon as I saw the face, I'm like, no way! They-. And then, because they they quickly brush over, I'm like, no way! He's in this film. Oh man, Zach is cold.
2: <laughs> that
1: was mean. <laughs>
2: it's so funny because his character was really just kind of point. He, he was there. He, he to, was just there. He
1: was there to introduce, you know, Colonel Parker to to oh, Elvis. Uh, but yeah, so like. Uh, this is this is kind of where I feel the movie loses a lot of people because like it and this is Baz Luhrmann's style but like it's it's so like immediately jolts you into the story and then it has to go back do some background work then it pulls forward like a, a great deal and we're seeing Elvis perform and you know what I'm saying, and, and, and go to recording studios. Then it has to pull it all the way back again and you know tell this particular story of how he heard this song. Then it jolts for it again where, you know, we're seeing them on tour, yada, yada. And like, it moves at such a breakneck pace, right? Like, I feel like if you're one of those people who were like, I wanna know like the full story of Elvis, you know, where his roots and all of that and how he came up. You don't really get that because it moves so quickly through that era of of Elvis's life, and um, yeah, so like I, that's where I feel like a lot of the complaints about this movie are are coming from because, uh, like, just that first twenty to maybe even thirty minutes of the movie is just like really really quick getting through all of the. But I will stuff.
2: say that. I think if you're expecting his younger life, you're you're going into this thing, it's a biography. And none of the trailers, if you've seen them, look like a biography. I automatically knew this was just going to be about him being famous and how what it looked like during that time and all that. I, I already knew that before seeing it. But then again, I saw the trailers. It's not like I just heard like, oh, there's an Elvis movie. And now I'm thinking it's it's this. Uh, biography, documentary style kind of look at all this you know?
1: Right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, like, and, and I agree um, from the trailers, you definitely uh, would get that impression. But like, because it's a biopic and it does follow the you know, rise to fame, fall, rise again sort of model of, of most biopics, uh you would think that there would be an emphasis on you know the early years, because that's that's essentially his rise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It really kind of languishes in in sort of him as a superstar and what that life was like. That's sort of like the heart of the film. I, I at least I got that impression.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, back up a few seconds, oh, not a few seconds, a couple minutes. You were mentioning about how, like, they were they showed one scene and they had to go back in time.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: actually where this film kind of lost me in the beginning, yeah, because I wasn't expecting to get thrust into that kind of like pacing and editing. But I mean, over time, it worked. Once, you, once you got used to it, it worked.
1: Yeah, I would say it's like it's very sort of uh I would I guess you could say aggressive, <laughs> like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very aggressive in the beginning. And it's like it's t- it it's gonna take a lot of I I would say patience if you're not familiar with Boz Lerman's work to to really get used to that. Like he he throws a lot at you at first and then then it sort of evens itself out but the reason that I like it so much is because like all of that stuff that you're seeing in the beginning that goes really really fast once it slows down and they get into the meat of the story all of those things come back right so it's like why did he record that that guy's song that he saw in the in the brothel right it's like well so once he get to this level he can do a gospel version of that song you know what I'm saying like so it's like it all comes back eventually and it works itself out and I I really dug that uh kind of you know type of storytelling but again I could see how like in the first couple minutes it it, it'll throw you off like like it it could completely throw you off yeah so So I
2: I, what go ahead Zach sorry I was just gonna say it actually I'm you know I don't I'm not actually familiar with the style but I didn't even realize like that that was a weird thing. I was just like, like <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I just thought it was normal, but, um, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't thrown off at all. Um, I didn't even realize, yeah, pacing might be an issue, but, uh but for some people, but for me, I just, I watched and I was like, Oh, okay, great movie. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't think about that, but I guess maybe it's a little fast for some people.
0: So, so I'm looking at, uh, I, I, was, I, I was like looking at like reviews from people on Letterboxd. I feel like we should start making this a segment of just reading Letterboxd reviews.
1: Because <laughs> I did
0: this for Uncharted and I did this for, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't record Morbius with you guys. I did look at some Morbius reviews though. So this review comes from somebody on Letterboxd and I love how, I love how they, they try to make like, oh, I'm better than everyone by putting just like, high exquisite words in my, in my reviews. (laughs) A one and a half star review. A nauseatingly opulent film that sidesteps everything actually interesting about its subject to instead reveal a lifeless maximalism for nearly three hours straight. So yeah, it's another exhausting and self-indulgent Baz Luhrmann film. LOL.
1: David Ehrlich? No. Oh, I was going to say, that sounds just like David Ehrlich. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, like and again, I get it. I get where that impression comes from. Of like I said, it's just it's so rapid pace. But like the thing that I find interesting about that review and a lot of others like it is like you would think that that pace maintains throughout the entire film, and it really doesn't. Like like it gets to a point where it slows down, and we're we're set in narrative. Like yeah, there's still some like montages that happen later, but like not nearly to that level of of speed that it happens in the beginning and and it doesn't do that push and pull of like jumping forward and then going all the way back and then coming back to present like it does in the beginning so like uh yeah i I read a couple of those reviews and i was like it's weird that they got that impression over the entirety of the film like Mm -hmm. i was like yeah i could see how like you get that from the first 30 minutes but like there's a two hour film after that. So like, like yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. That, that yeah. could just be a personal thing. Um, one other thing that I did want to point out that was kind of distracting though, for me, and I don't know if you guys felt this way, but there's like moments early in the beginning of the film where there's like current rap music <laughs> playing in an era where you just like like before rap music even even existed, so like it's supposed to be like 1940s, 1950s, and we're hearing hardcore rap, <laughs> and I was just like, See, "That's a weird choice."
0: <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of um, Great Gatsby, the newer film with mm-hmm. uh, Toby Maguire and uh, Leo. Yeah, that's what it kind of remember. That's what it kind of reminded me from uh, of because you remember how they were they they kind of did not rap music but like electro swinger music mm-hmm. of um of like I can't stop and stuff throughout the film yeah yeah that's what it kind of reminded me of so I wasn't pulled too far out of the movie of that I kind of got I was like okay I can see kind of why they did this does that make sense
1: mm. <laughs> it was just really distracting to me because it was like we're we're set in this era of 40s and 50s, that sort of genre of music. We know what that kind of music is. And I think like just before then, we were hearing that kind of music. We were hearing like blues and jazz and, and all of that. And then all of a sudden, like instantly, it's like, yeah, in hardcore, in rap. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like It was just like really kind of jolting. And like it happens more than once, so I was like, "Okay, like this this feels like a very deliberate choice."
2: Here's the thing: if you think about it, I mean, Elvis was kind of like the original Eminem.
1: (laughs) See, see, you laugh, but but it's it's right. I'm wrong. You're not wrong. wrong. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess in in that context, it makes sense. It just it just feels weird. The, where it was at in the movie and yeah that's 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 the only thing i'll say <laughs> but um so beyond that like uh, we once we get to i think the meat of the story which is uh the controversy surrounding elvis you know what i'm saying it's kind of funny to me and i think this is a very uh hilarious juxtaposition that they do in the film like when Elvis was you know wiggling and doing all those dance moves and the way it drove women crazy in the 50s and all of that and it caused so much controversy in the 50s and then you see him have like some sort of a like comeback concert later I think it's like in the 70s or 80s uh-huh. and, and he's doing that again and it doesn't really elicit the same response <laughs> like you know what I'm saying it's like it's like yeah you know you're Elvis but it's like it's like yeah no dude like we've we've grown up a bit and just wiggling the hips doesn't do much of anything yeah <laughs> it's funny because like what what
0: where we watched it like everyone just having that like fangirly reaction of like screaming and stuff i'm like is this what happens at harry styles concerts
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll never know
2: <laughs> 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 Phoenix you're not going out to uh the Harry Salas concerts recently
1: no you know what uh some somehow I I keep missing them <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I mean yeah it was crazy speaking of which um you know what actually I'm not gonna go there because I'll, I'll get way too off topic so <laughs> um but yeah, I, you know, I, I heard stories about what happens when Elvis is on stage. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, but to see it on screen is, uh, is something different. So that was, it was just really interesting to see. And, oh, my God, I will say, like, some of the moves that Austin Butler did, I was like, I wonder how long he trained for that. Like, yeah, some of those ones on his toes when he's like all the way back. I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's crazy.
1: And it's interesting, too, because like I love the way they did this. Like there's uh, certain shots that are like iconic. Like there are actual like historical photos of Elvis doing these. So he literally had to like remake those shots and like that, that one on his toes, like that's an iconic historical shot of Elvis. And, you know what I'm saying, he just, he he made it work. And I I, I dug it, like, 100%. Like, that's a lot of uh, work that he put in, and I think he, he killed it.
2: And, I mean, yeah, I thought it was super cool, and he's just like, honestly, I couldn't tell if the sweat was at it. I'm pretty sure it's just from him. I don't know what he was <laughs> saying. Like, because he was, he was,
1: he was putting on the show. He was right? Moving a lot, so yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I feel like I think some of it incorporates just hair and makeup, mm-hmm. but also part of it is his own.
1: Yeah,
2: Maybe. I mean,
0: yeah, I if guess... that's
1: hair, if that's hair and makeup, man, get they better get an Oscar nod too. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, they <laughs> they freaking yeah. killed
2: it. Yeah, because the moments when he's like dripping sweat, I'm like, wow. That... <laughs> That not, but you know, also too, I would not be surprised if he was, because if you think about it, some of these sets are set with big stage lights, and he's wearing these thick, heavy, huge costumes. Right. So if uh-huh. he's actually sweating, I would not doubt it. So. <laughs> but.
1: but yeah, and anyone who's seen uh, Elvis live in concert knows that, like Elvis, was he would he would go the extra mile, in, in all of his shows, you know, what I'm saying just over the top and put his all into it. So he would be dripping by the end of, like, every show. He just mm-hmm, says, yeah.
2: <laughs> I will say the uh, twist uh, with the colonel at the end saying it's like, well, I'll tell you what killed him is, like, the fans. I mean, obviously we know the colonel's a piece of crap. <laughs> and It was definitely him. But, like, also, yeah, I'm sure there there was a lot to do with the fandom contribut- contributing the death of Elvis, which was uh yeah was sad I will tell you I didn't realize his mom was gonna die uh, no that, that,
1: that was kind of shocking
2: I like I cried I was like wow I didn't think I was going to but like then like I saw him like on the floor holding his mom's clothes and like the colonel walking up to him I was like oh that hurts yeah <laughs> so, yeah that was uh oh uh, what did you guys think of the mother? By the way, did I? I really thought she did a great job. Whoever that actress was,
0: she was. Yeah, she was fantastic. Um, I, like
2: if she got supporting, I wouldn't like if she got a nod for it, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I thought she did really great.
1: Yeah, Phoenix. No, she was good. She was absolutely good. And um, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Uh,
2: I've never seen her before. Have you guys? I don't. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else
1: i think that's yeah gladys well, yeah, <clears throat> helen thompson no i've never seen her in anything um but yeah she was really good and she's very young so she played a much older lady That was impressive um oh really yeah um yeah she was good i really liked her i liked his dad too uh yeah you know saying um and the. Uh, here like his uh his reveal was kind of cold-blooded I was like dang really like uh I think everybody did a really great job in this film as far as acting is concerned uh Kelvin Harrison who played B.B. King was amazing um uh Alden Mason who played Little Richard did a really great job uh yeah it was a lot of just you know I'm saying really really good acting throughout I was not disappointed in any in anybody here I thought everybody did a really fantastic job
2: you know I thought it was interesting I didn't realize that Elvis before he became famous was like getting picked on for going to like at that at that time in the U.S. history for going to uh, colored areas and I thought that I thought I was just like wow that's that's crazy to think because you know we don't we take it for granted so much sometimes now we don't even think about that um the fact that he was just like getting criticized for that was like wow yeah because you
1: know I mean? it's it's in, and i love that they pointed that out because like in in the years since his death he got really criticized on the opposite side of that you know for sort of uh cultural approach appropriation and not really acknowledging uh those people that he borrowed from and mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of that's kind of weird, because I know Elvis was like very much uh, a friend of black culture, you know what I'm saying? And and like he probably once he became famous, it was probably harder for him to acknowledge that because of the times that, that they were in. So publicly, he probably couldn't say a lot. But, you know, I think, you know, he, he only lived to be 42. So he was. And dead. then
2: that's when you sing.
1: Exactly. Like, and he he. <laughs> He was dead before we really got to a point of of uh, integration. So I'm sure if he made it maybe a few more years, he would have been able to clear a lot of things up. But I, I was glad that this movie really focused on that and it, it showed how like he's friends with BB King. He he knew uh, Fats Domino. He was a really big fan of Fats Domino.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know what I'm saying? And and other people around that time, Mahalia Jackson. He was you know a big fan of. So like. Yeah, like I, I, I'm glad that this movie was was able to, to delve into that and fi- clear that up for Elvis' legacy.
2: Well, you know, he died in '77, right? So he might have seen some stuff. Some with, stuff. But let's also remember the last years of his career. Obviously, he was strung out. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows where his mind's at or what you know, um what he's thinking, and okay so I have a question for you guys um this might sound silly but like I've just never heard of this terminology before but like when uh the colonel kept referring to himself as a snowman does he just mean like the money man like making money I'm assuming that's what he meant I was really confused when he kept referring to himself as a snowman
1: yeah that's a weird one because like I think I think it meant something completely different in the context of the year that this was taking place. Like, cause all I could think of was cocaine.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I was like, the more I watched it, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Every time he talked about snow, it was like when something, when they got like a big break or something. Yeah. So I was like, I guess he's talking about money.
1: Yeah, so
2: I, think, I have to I, really look into that, but yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if that threw you guys off.
1: Yeah, I think he was referring to like money falling from the sky in the way like snow does. That's what I'm okay. what I'm guessing.
2: Okay, that's, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I alluded to as
1: well. Yeah, it <laughs> was a weird, weird uh, analogy. Just put in <laughs> in today's context, I was just like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah. But. No, nah.
2: I will say I think some of my favorite moments of this movie is actually one of them is at the beginning where oh, you can see Elvis is clearly nervous and then mm. like the star power just turns on like automatically. Yeah, I thought that was super cool.
0: Oh yeah, it's so, like that guy was like, "Hey, go get a haircut," and then bam, <laughs> yeah. turns it on. Man steals uh... his girl in the same night.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, one of my other favorite moments is the when they, they try to tame him and, like, make him this figure who he's not. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's so crazy to me to think, right, that people back then would would as, associate moving your hips with, like, Black culture. Like, <laughs> that was just so bizarre to me. I, you know, I know it's a different time, but, like, I just, I can't even fathom, like, thinking that like it's just such a weird thing and so when I you know when I'm seeing him like they're trying like he wasn't even doing anything wrong no they're trying to like tame him and like make him like this super proper white guy (laughs) I was like what what is going on I didn't realize they even tried to do that to him
1: yeah Um, that's that's definitely a story that I don't think I had ever heard about elvis up until this point was like i knew about the controversy about you know saying the way he yeah. was moving would, would cause you know <laughs> eruptions but like i did not know that they then tried to warp his image into into this sort of like clean cut guy
2: uh i also didn't realize it was because of segregation that they didn't want him moving his hips I, like i knew that it was like very controversial at the time to do that. I didn't realize it was because it was like considered back then, like a black thing.
1: Yeah.
2: I didn't realize that. And that
1: because of that, it would cause people, it would draw more people to integrate because of, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that style, you know what I'm saying? And you, you got a you got a sense of it. Uh, this is probably my favorite scene of the movie when, um, he's performing yeah. and, and uh, they're like, you know, you better not even wiggle a finger. And he's like, oh, okay. And he like wiggles his finger. That's another historic photograph. And like, uh, and then he does trouble and like, you know, he goes, he goes all in and you. there's a moment where you see like, you know, cause they got it separated uh, blacks and whites. And you see like the black people just start dancing with the white people. So it was like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause the music is good. They feeling it, you know what I'm saying? And there's no racism there. And they're just like, yeah, let's, you know what I'm saying? We had a concert, let's dance. It does, you know, and that was what they were basically fighting against was that, that this music could bring races together and they didn't want that. So like, like, so that was the whole idea. And the the whole clean cut was basically trying to shape his image as as for whites only that was essentially what they were trying to do.
2: I didn't realize that he had gone to the military. Yeah, now,
1: yeah okay. no that's a, that's yeah. a real part of his this. life. So
2: I thought he was going to jail because I <laughs> I kind of sworn there's isn't there pictures of, I mean I know he did jailhouse rock right right yeah so I know there's pictures of him like that but did he not actually
1: he so he never went to jail no he that, did. yeah he did.
0: I mean he, he did for Brief. I think
1: free, brief like yeah it was like a few days or something like that and that's yeah, but, why, I mean, ge- why he came up with jailhouse Rock?
0: Right? yeah but yeah no he actually served in the army for no uh, for a little bit
1: yeah okay. about
2: two years yeah yeah I, I didn't realize that and then when his mother died i was like wow they killed his mom
1: why? yeah yeah that was devastating yeah. <laughs> that's I I was devastating i would hate that like to not only just lose your mom but to lose your mom while you're fighting a war that you really didn't even want to be a part of mm-hmm. uh yeah that's that's devastating um, but yeah uh i love how like you know because the story is told from colonel parker's perspective uh we're seeing how certain events uh shaped him and made him uh do the decisions that he did uh you know and he, he really mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> i'm not i'm not defending him Like, it's, I'm not defending him, just... okay i, I just
2: want to say this <laughs> i because i knew it was being told i knew that it was going to be told from his perspective so that moment in the movie when the dad says to him i think you should go talk to him and he's talking to him i'm like did that really happen?
1: Mm, You know what I mean? Like,
2: like, are you, I don't feel like, I don't know. It just felt so forced. I was like, if we're talking from the Colonel's perspective, of course he's going to say that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and act like he's like family.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not even what I was like referring to. I was just like looking at like certain moments where he feels like slighted because elvis did something For he reality. didn't want to, yeah. He, yeah he did did something he didn't want him to do or whatever and like just seeing how that warped him and and made him so vindictive like oh uh, like like you could see i, I feel like if you watch the trailer you would think that tom hanks plays this sort of ca- this character kind of goofy you would think the character is a little goofy a little eccentric or something like that and, like, as the movie goes on, you see, like, no, this dude's really manipulative. He's really destructive. He's really self-indulgent. Like, dude is, is, is a terrible person. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's human garbage. Like So, like, it's just, it's interesting to see, like, oh, okay. So Elvis going against the whole clean cut look. That's what, that's what sent you over the edge. That's what gave you, it just made you more and more of addictive. You know Elvis not doing the Christmas special, like you know what I'm saying? It's just like to the point where you go, okay, now I'm gonna steal everything from you, mm-hmm. right? And so, take everything that you built. Also,
2: I was so uh, okay, so Phoenix, let me get your opinion on this. I feel like he was racist too, but
1: probably was.
2: Yeah, that, that doesn't way, surprise me. some of the me. stuff he says is like, why would you say that? <laughs> Especially like. I, you know, like, I don't know. I know that it was a different time, but I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, especially the opening scene when he's like asking about the hayride and he's like, he's like, oh, they're putting a colored person on stage. I was like, what? And then it's like, oh, he's white. He's like, oh, he's white. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I was just like, I mean, he is.
1: Per- perfectly reflective of the attitude of the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you could tell, like, they were like, the music's all right. You know, the music's good. Like, but you know, it's, it's colored boy. Like, get out of here. Like, we're not going to listen to that. And then the second they hear, like, oh, no, he's white. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 it's very much like that. Like, oh, he's white. Like, uh, yeah. And, like, very reflective of the attitude of the time so while i thought it was a, it was kind of done in a very comical way like yeah that's essentially what what they felt uh,
2: phoenix i don't know i mean obviously like i don't know man it's hard for me to watch some of that stuff like <laughs> i mean uh yeah i don't know how you uh how you handle it i mean for me it's it's tough to watch so oh, yeah uh yeah i mean it's just it I don't know, man. It's just one of those parts of US history where like I see it on the screen and I'm just like disgusted. I'm just like, <laughs> like I'll, oh I'll, gosh, I can't believe we ever said things like that.
1: Did things like it's a very embarrassing uh you know period of history, but like I, I think it was handled pretty well in this film. Like it wasn't terribly overt. Um, and there was a lot of reverence given to uh uh, black icons like like BB King, like Fats Domino right. and Mahalia and Martin Luther King. So like yeah, I, I thought it was done really really well um, in this particular film, and you know all of this centered around Elvis's story and his legacy, and uh, yeah, I, I I I think he killed it. But like overall, I just thought it was a well written film. Yeah, and really kind of just delving into this life of this icon with so much material that you have to cover. um, I just, I mean, I think they did extraordinarily well. Like Mm -hmm. uh, then once we get past all that, we get to the moment where they decide, okay, we're going to play at the international hotel in Vegas. And, you know, this becomes essentially a prison for, for Elvis. Like it, it starts out great, right? He, ha- he puts on a great show. Everyone loves it. You know, everybody goes home happy. They're making money hand over fist. It, sh- it should be, right? It should be amazing. It's funny too. I laughed out loud at the moment where he was like, okay, five year contract, a million dollars a year for $5 million. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, anybody who would sign up for a five year contract to perform the same show every year. But they're getting like like today that would be that'd be like a 30 40 million dollar contract like you know what i'm saying but like he got it for 5 million i was like dad dude that no wonder he died broke like that's disgusting like like horrible manager horrible manager just a terrible person oh yeah and
2: he got the uh, like unlimited line of credit
1: yeah yeah like that's disgusting but like um, but I really liked that that moment in the movie because that showed Elvis's uh, I guess you could call it like physical destruction and, and really the destruction of that relationship uh that had been building up throughout this entire movie between Colonel Parker and Elvis.
2: Yeah. So, okay. Wait, Go, wait. Ahead, Go ahead, Brandon. You've been waiting uh, for a while.
0: I was gonna say, uh, speak. Uh, not, funny you should mention the international. Oh, uh, well, not funny. But I'm glad you did mention that because there was something I wanted to mention. My favorite performance from Austin Butler in this film is when he's drunk on stage <laughs> and just speaking his mind about yeah. "Screw you! I know what you did. I quit. You're fired."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was great, great scene. Like we we talked about, um, you know that probably Austin Butler and maybe even Tom Hanks will probably both receive uh, Oscar nominations. That was the scene where I was like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's your Oscar clip right there uh, for Austin Butler uh, when he finally just snaps and, and he's had it. And then the one later when uh, they're talking to each other after uh, Colonel Parker has already decided to steal $8 million from him. Uh, I was like, "Oh, there's there's Tom Hanks Oscar clip right there." So uh, yeah, uh, I think these guys are set. <laughs> like,
2: well, yeah. I will say the other Oscar nod I could see, and this was my favorite part: Phoenix when that that other the time when you're saying when like everyone's coming together, mm-hmm. the part when he goes, "You don't even wiggle a finger," and he starts, mm-hmm. saying, "You guys can't see me," starts wiggling his little pinky. Mm-hmm. I was like. This is awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this again, like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, there are so many great, great moments in this movie, and I want to say, I said this in uh, in our cinema chat. Shout out cinema chat! But I posted a video of Elvis's last performance when he did "Unchained Melody," and and I said, uh, if this scene is in the movie, then this movie is gonna be a, a contender. And lo and behold it was in the movie, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. that final scene of of, of Elvis performing Unchained Melody, which that was the moment I cried, like, that was the moment I cried in this movie, because I was like, yes, not only because I was right, but also because, like, if you've ever seen that performance, it's heartbreaking, (laughs) like, it's heartbreaking, because it's Elvis, like, he literally dies, I think, like, two weeks later, like, and you know what I'm saying and he's putting his all into singing that song like his very all he couldn't stand he had to be helped to the to the piano he, he he mumbling like he couldn't really get his words together and then he just belts out that song in such an incredible way so like yeah to me that was the moment that that kind of you know got got my my throat choked up but yeah <laughs> so yeah uh so overall, uh, any other impressions for you guys for this movie? Anything else that stood out? What about the direction by Bass Lerman? What did you think of his direction?
2: I thought the direction was good. Um, I mean, we started basically from when on from, we started from when Elvis was a young star and then into his final moment. So I thought the direction was fine. Uh, also I, we haven't even mentioned this um the other person who plays priscilla presley
1: mm. oh yeah olivia Dejonge.
2: yeah i don't want to forget her either like it that was she did great too in my opinion really
1: really good like and that's that's something else i'm glad you mentioned that um something else that really helped clear up i think a a misconception about elvis was that you know when they met she was she was a teenager you know what i'm saying and it was probably inappropriate for them to date and yet you know they were together for a long time and and, you know i'm saying she's the mother of his, his daughter lisa marie uh like they were really in love you know what i'm saying like they they were together for for decades that was that was his wife he married her so like yeah, it may have been an inappropriate relationship to begin with, but uh, I think it's it's great that they were actually, you know, in love. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was a good good thing that they they clarified in this movie, for for at least Frailness.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as direction goes, for me, um, I mean, I I I didn't really pay attention to as far as direction goes more than just being invested in the story.
2: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's how, that's how it's been for a lot of films lately. Like, you, like, you can like, if you, for me, from a huge fan of the director, I've been like, okay, yeah, this is one of his films, like, with Multiverse of Madness, Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can see the direction. This is full Sam Raimi. I do not really pay attention to the director here. I just, I wanted to be as invested in the story as I could. Mm-hmm.
1: I I agree and disagree. Like, I felt like because like this felt so distinctly Baz Luhrmann, right? Like you you just knew, like if you, like I said, if you've only seen one other Baz Luhrmann film, like say you only saw Romeo and Juliet and you came into this, I think you would immediately be like, I feel like this is the same guy who did Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> like, like feel like that would be your impression just because of the style of the film, Um I don't know if that that makes it stand out or or is a knock against it i think it just depends on who you ask but um like for me i thought it was solid i also want to shout out katherine martin and um sorry not yeah katherine martin and rachel meet may maya may- i'm gonna get that wrong um and the entire costume design team for recreating uh, Elvis's costumes I mean that that could not have been easy There's a lot of uh, jewelry and <laughs> zippers and buttons and like just all all around like there's there's a montage of like the different outfits that he has you, if you've seen the trailer you've seen it uh like it's all different colors all different styles with the wings out and stuff like that Having to create all of that stuff, I think, is is a tremendous uh, undertaking. So, shout out to the costume department.
2: There, I feel like there are going to be a lot of Oscar nods to this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, even as, a, as it stands right now, um, Phoenix, actually, I don't know what this would fall under. Would this fall under original or adapted?
1: Original, I believe, yeah.
2: Okay. Because I, I wasn't don't think sure it's based off a of book or advanced. anything. I'm always confused with that because it's like, I know it's not from a book, but it's adapted from his life.
1: Mm.
2: So I, I mean, I wasn't sure either way. I I feel like he could get, they could get a nod for one of those.
1: Yeah. I think this is uh, right now. as As of right, as of right now. Yeah. That's where I'm looking at it. Like as of right now, I think original screenplay direction, actor, supporting actor costumes, uh, I think those are all up for grabs. And, and and Best Picture. I think all of those are up for grabs. But that's just me. So, uh, all right, final ratings. Let's do it. Brandon, what are you giving Elvis?
0: Um, I'm teetering between a four and a four and a half. I think I'm gonna go more towards four and a half. Um, talking about this film really boosts, I mean, I, I already loved it to begin with, but talking about this really boosted my love for it. So I think I'm gonna go with a four and a half, just just because just the the tiny bit of pacing that was off, yeah, brings me down. Just yeah,
2: Zach. Uh, yeah, I'm also actually gonna to have to agree with Brandon here um, and go with four and a half. And I want to say this real quick: um, if you're part of Film Twitter and you're <laughs> rapping on this movie, you guys are gonna be sitting here giving it five stars probably next year. If I mean, we still have a long time to go before other movies come out, but I guarantee you, if this gets an Oscar nod, that letterbox score is going to shoot up. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to say how much you love this movie the entire time. <laughs> so, yep. you know, don't, I just want you guys to stop and think before you judge anyone for say, rating this movie high uh, because it is worthy of four and a half. There are so many things this movie does right. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stick with four and a half.
1: You know, I was leaning more towards maybe like four stars when we started. Um, Because just like I said, those things that I, uh, that kind of just threw me off, like the rap music, the pacing, uh, the editing in the beginning, like those are all really kind of just jarring uh, things about this film. But the more I I talk about it, the more that we i've sat on it the more i'm like i can't wait to see this movie again and i'm just like like really I, like i would own this movie that's how much i enjoyed it mm-hmm. so like for me i'm i think we're all in agreement i'm gonna ride that four and a half with you guys like this is a stellar film like it, it's really stellar and i'm not even that big of an elvis fan and this movie made me an elvis fan so like I, I'm 100% in agreement. Four and a half stars cannot wait to see it again and really hope it sees some some awards love because uh, right now, uh, this is one of my one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's uh, four and a half across the board for all of us. What did you guys think of Elvis? Please let us know on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. Can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on this film. Uh, and we are going to move on now to What's Good. It's been a long week. What have you seen? What has been good for you this week, Zach? What do, you, what do you got?
2: So, uh, actually, come back to me real quick. Go
1: to, go to Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, what do you got? I actually
0: finally saw 1995's A Goofy Movie for the first time. I don't oh, know. Oh, I mean, oh. maybe not for the first time. <laughs> wow. However, as a first mature viewing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I, It makes me worried for in the future when I have kids. I'm like, damn, am I am I going to? Am I going to connect with my son or am I going to just get shrugged off and, just, oh, I want to go do this. I, I, I feel I feel almost nervous. Right. So, I mean, but yeah, it was a beautiful movie. Um, goofy playing the role of a father and, and just because he's always just like a uh, I don't know the term bumbling oaf, but he's he's goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but you, I never really expected to see him in this kind of a serious role we had it. It it was beautiful, man. Mm. So yeah, uh, I actually ended up giving goofy movie a a four stars. So it was really good. Nice.
1: Zach,
2: what about you? I wasn't on last week, so I don't know if you guys have already said this, but hustle.
1: Oh, hustle.
2: Yes. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Like it wasn't in my personal opinion, it wasn't like amazing, but it was, it was really, really good um i would i would recommend going and check it out hustle with adam sandler
1: yeah uh, uh hustle was great uh so for me um this is actually a movie that i saw a while ago back at the uh cleveland film festival but it just dropped on hbo max so i rewatched it uh you know back back to uh you know season three back to documentaries guys you know what i'm saying this is what i do <laughs> Uh, so, I watched The Janes. It's basically a documentary about uh, the women uh, who formed the abortion group, the uh, Jane, in 1968 uh, before Roe v. Wade was uh, introduced. So, uh, from 1968 to 1973, they helped over 11,000 women attain safe, legal abortions. Uh, and it's a great film to really. Get a grasp on what uh took place before Roe v. Wade and the the types of decisions women had to make during that time. So uh very uh poignant film I think uh relevant film to to what's going on today. Uh, I highly recommend it. Great stories, great atmosphere, and just a great uh get it. It's a great way to learn exactly what life was like. Uh, in that time and in the stories that came from it so uh highly recommend checking out the janes it's on hbo max that and uh you have hustle and a goofy movie that is a very interesting eclectic bunch of films <laughs> that i hope you definitely uh <laughs> take into consideration so uh that's what's been good for us here at film code and i believe it is that time. You are now in the film code. Stop. Brandon, you had the code word this week. Remind everybody what your code word was and all of your clues, please.
0: My code word was Predators uh, from the year 1995 to 2000. Stars two superheroes, one is from DC and the other is from the MCU. Composer has been the uh, composer of a very popular anime TV show. And yeah, so, um, in film code fashion, who's who is who's at the lowest right
1: now? That would be Zach. Zach, <laughs> what do you got? Oh
2: gosh, let's let's hope this is right. Okay. <laughs> So give me one second and I'm gonna pull up my little notes here really quick. So, okay. So, uh, based on the hints you gave us, um, my guess is going to be Men in Black. Um, And here's one. Uh, The film was made in 1997, so it's straight between 95 and 2000. Code word is predators. Um, I'm thinking aliens, you know, they're predators uh stars two superheroes one from dc one from marvel it's a little bit of a stretch with this one um will smith is Deadshot shot from suicide squad and vincent the uh is anafrio is uh kingpin from daredevil um and the composer is danny elfman who's also the composer for the simpsons so for that reason my guess is
1: air. phoenix he literally just took the words out of my mouth, Men in Black, uh, for all those reasons, yeah. Uh, I was going with Vincent D'Onofrio because he was in Hawkeye, but uh, yeah, like Danny Elfman, legendary composer. Um, that, that was the best I, I could come up with was, was Will Smith in Men in Black.
0: I'll take those two extra points, please.
1: Oh, you guys are
0: both <laughs> wrong. No way. The film is "The Ghost and the Darkness," starring Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. What? Val Kilmer is Batman. Batman. Michael Douglas is um, Ant Man. From
2: oh, I want right. to say that everything we said lined up perfectly. perfectly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely perfectly.
0: See, but Vincent D'Onofrio isn't a superhero. Oh, yeah. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Dude, he's actually just looking pissed over there. <laughs> but, you know, um, the so this film is about um, they, this village is trying to work on a railroad. And they're working on a railroad and a bridge, and they are just having the toughest time right now because every night there are these two nocturnal lions who are just... It's based off a true story, actually. You know Who it else is, is
2: having a tough time right now? You? Yeah, me and <laughs> Phoenix.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there are these two lions who would just come in in the middle of the night and just uh, just prey on these people. And it was it was terrible. So they had to hire on uh, Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer to go in and try and hunt these two lions. And you could actually see these two lions in some museum. I'm not sure where. But yeah, this is actually based off a true
1: story. You know, what's crazy. There's another Marvel superhero. Yeah. John, there, Con- John Connie. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome.
2: I feel like we should get points.
1: <laughs> no, how
2: <laughs> works. Just because, just because we had good guesses. He changed the movie in the last <laughs>
1: second. Yeah, <He laughs> options.
0: So, what am I at three now? Uh, four.
1: Yeah. Ooh, is that four? Azeem. That is that is four. Let's go. Yeah, double stumped us both. That's crazy. All right. Well. Congratulations, Brandon. Brandon is 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 ripping through this season. <laughs> Zach, it is your co-word next week. So you get get a chance at some revenge. No, it's
2: my one chance to score points because I've <laughs> never seen to get these right, no matter how hard I try. Oh my goodness. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm at zero for the season so far. <laughs> so. Uh, That's okay. I can make it up and then maybe I'll be the winner. So who knows?
1: Yep. We'll see. All right. Uh, so we are going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. You
0: guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C, ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Make sure to check out our show on their socials. We are on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. So go check us out over there. And wherever you guys are, li- however, which whatever platform you guys are listening on, Make sure to go, give us a like, uh, check out some of our other reviews, give us a review, and thank you guys again for listening.
1: Absolutely, and Zach, where can people find you, sir?
2: You guys can find me at Zachs on Twitter. That is Z A C H S N E A T H, and you can also find me on Letterbox at Z Sneaks.
1: All right, and guys, you can find me on twitter at imho reviews one that's the number one and on letterbox under pa cloudin and as always like brandon said please follow the show twitter instagram tiktok at film Code pod and we will see you guys next week we are out of here peace